Welcome, I'm Julie Daly, and this is Awakening Arrows, the podcast that is an invitation to deep creativity. Together, we'll expand our understanding of Eros and explore the power of life, desire, and joyous expression. Come, join me. Hi, this is Julie. Welcome back to Awakening Eros. Thanks for listening in. This is uh, podcast number four, and I'm titling this one The Drive Shaft of Creativity. That's not my term. It's a term by Cynthia Bergeau, who writes a lot about Eros. She writes about a lot about a lot of things, um, especially within the Christian tradition. And while I am not particularly religious, I do um, sometimes write about and speak about God, and I want to at least bring that in here and say that, to me, this higher power is um, is what is deep in the heart of my soul, deep in the heart of the earth, deep in the heart of life. It is that which animates all of existence. And so I don't have a particularly religious flavor to this, but I do like to bring in different people who speak about Eros and who might have a particular way of speaking about that from a particular vantage point. So I wanted to start out that way at first. And let me just uh, read a little bit of what Cynthia Bergeau writes about Eros because I think it's particularly beautiful how she writes about it. And what I notice is that as I read her, and she's new to me, what she writes about is beginning to, in a way, um, support what I've felt from deep inside of myself as like this impulse within me. You know, why am I even doing this podcast? Why do I keep coming back to this idea of awakening arrows? To be perfectly honest, I can see that Eros is the energy that we must tap back into at this point in our evolution as a species. And while, you know, much of my emphasis and my work is on working with women, and I know that Audre Lorde, who I've quoted, speaks about Eros as a particular energy that's within women, and that's what she wrote about, Um, I think Eros is that which is within all of life, all of creation. I think that um, because women have this capacity to feel very deeply that we might more easily be able to be in touch with this deeper feeling of Eros within us, this deeper sense of desire, but it isn't, I don't see that it's anything that just women have um, available to them. It's it's part of all of life. And so um, this deeper draw that I've had to speak about arrows comes from, comes from a depth of soul within me. And I don't quite understand it fully, but I don't need to. I'm just following the impulse. I'm following... Um, this desire, which is Eros, to dive more fully into this and to share it with you. So 
let me let me read what she writes about here. Um, Cynthia Bergeau writes that the core element in erotic love, for example, sexual energy, is defined as the highest, most subtle energy which can be worked with in the flesh. It is the energy of intimacy. Eros is involved in every aspect of love. It is not just sexual. It is the energy which is seen in creativity, worship, and aliveness. This is the energy of transformation. And so, again, because I see our species as, at this um, like pivot point, are we going to wake up to the realization that all of life is sacred? Are we going to transform ourselves and how we see the world? This is the energy of transformation. She also writes, love does not exist in the abstract. It exists only as it is given. It is a quality that only exists as it is manifested. God can't exist as love without creating. So the higher power cannot exist as love without creating The true self, the essential nature within you, cannot exist as love without creating. That's a very powerful statement. That's one of the reasons why I am so drawn to creativity, because it is my... It is through creativity that I have discovered my deeper connection to a higher power, to my true self, to the essential nature of life, the essential nature of life within me. And then she writes, We are made in the image of God and our desiring. We and God share desire as the drive shaft of creativity. And there it is, the drive shaft of creativity, that which makes things go. Um, I really like that. And if I, you know, consider for me that um, when I think of God, for me it's soul, it's the the deeply textured um, connection between spirit and flesh. It's, and so it's like that drive shaft, right? It's What's driving my existence, what's driving your existence is creativity, is, is love, is this impulse toward transformation. She also writes, uh, if we cut off Eros, we lose the ability to be kicked out of the ego. If we de-sex our being, we get trapped in our ego and can't get out. I find that fascinating. Fascinating, right? That, that we're all trying to get out of our ego, but if we desex ourselves, as she puts it, we get trapped in ego. She quotes Kabir Helminski, who says, The soul tamer of the ego is love. The soul tamer of the ego is love, especially erotic love. So there's a lot in here to unpack. Um, and I would suggest checking her out if you're interested in knowing more about what she's writing. And I think that, you know, I find her writing to be very alive, um, not so heady as ideas. But when I read it, I really feel what's in her writing. I feel it deep in my body. And so 
eros in so many ways, the erotic love in so many ways we are conditioned out of it, to out of ownership of it, out of the pleasure of it, out of the discovery of it, out of the uh, reclamation of it. Um, and that's what my goal here really is, is to reclaim this, to reclaim this drive shaft of creativity, to reclaim our nature that is the soul tamer of the ego. I just love how she writes about these things, about how Kabir Helminski expressed this. Um, and so, as you're listening, just take a moment to check in to see what this is stimulating in you. If it's old feelings, if it's fears, if it's old things you've been taught, something in your body is being stimula stimulated. You know, really see if you can bring your awareness down into your into your body and um, what are you feeling in your heart? What are you feeling in your belly? What are you feeling in your pelvis? As you consider your own soul's um, connection to Eros and what it's desiring to experience through you, through your life, what it's asking of you to create. Um, in a, in a large sense of your life, you know, creativity is, if it's the drive shaft of experience, then it's everything that you create within your life, everything you create within your life. One of the things that I um, realized as I was preparing to do this particular episode today is how deeply I've been drawn to the dark, to the rich soil, to the unseen, to what lies deep within our earth. Um, to me, when I close my eyes and I sense into what I feel in my pelvis and belly, deep in the, deep in the womb, deep in this very rich space of the hara energetically, I feel this drawing down into the earth, uh, like a natural connection to the earth, to the darkness of the earth, the darkness of my womb, that which is the place where, where life sprouts, where love holds that which is coming into being, where love cracks the seed open, where love feeds that which needs to grow in the dark until it is strong enough and um, far enough along to exist in the world on its own, whether it be a seed of, of a plant or a flower or a food or a, a, a baby within the womb, a fetus. Um, but there's this draw into the dark, and that's always been this, to me, the nature of the feminine, which one of the aspects of, of life is... is is one of the yin aspects or the feminine aspects is the dark where the male aspect is the, is the, the light and that's not there that's in relation to each other that's not so stagnant or static but when dark is relating to light that's feminine or yin relating to masculine or yang again that's not gender it's more aspects of life itself 
And so I don't unconsciously understand this draw, and I, I don't feel I need to. And I offer that to you. If you have a draw, you don't need to necessarily understand it, although your mind might want to, right? But you follow it. When Joseph Campbell spoke of bliss, he spoke of follow that push out of your own existence. So you follow that draw, that feeling within you. I know this draw for me deepened when I stood on the land of Ireland, feet on the peat, on that um, part of the western part of Ireland where the peat was so thick and it was it was springy in a way and I'd never felt the earth springy before, but I could feel the heat rising up out of it and sensing something really old and dark and numinous in the layers of our earth mother's skin. Our mother's beautifully dark. You know, she's a rich seedbed for all of life, including us. She's alive. Land is life. And so when we stand on her, we feel her. And, and the deeper we are in our bodies, the deeper we sense and feel her. And so there's something about listening to the soil, to the mystery, to the life that is burgeoning underneath that enlivens my cells and lifts my heart. And to me, this is another way to speak of eros. It's this pulsing in every aspect of life pulses. Um, pulses to be born, pulses to come forth. And so that's the erotic nature of life itself, of all of life. This reminds me I'm of this land, this life, this mother. I am of the numinous. I am of the spirit, as are you. And if I keep choosing to stay with what I know and not talk myself out of what is true and strong in my bones and blood, then I continue to bring forth into the world this impulse of soul. I don't know what it will be until it actually comes into existence. I can have a sense of it. I can have a kind of seeing in the dark, but I can't actually see it or know it until it comes into form. And there's something very beautiful about that. It can be a little frightening, but there's also something very beautiful about being the witness to your own soul's expression. If I stand in front of a blank canvas, so to speak, or you know, I'm sitting in front of a blank page or even sitting in front of this microphone before I press record, I don't really know what's going to come out. But therein lies the, the beauty, the adventure of trusting in the mystery, of trusting in the soul, of trusting in Eros, this pulsing to come forth. And if I let go of the clinging to the desire itself, and I love what wants to come forth, it shifts into a different kind of love. Again, what Cynthia Bourgeau speaks of is agape. And so this drive shaft of, of creativity is eros, and we have to feel the desire but it comes forth into the world. And if we don't cling too tightly to the desire, but we serve it, we live it into the world, then it becomes agape. Okay. This choosing to stay with ourselves and the soul and the impulse is a task we must do over and over 
until perhaps we come to remember who we really are and what truly sustains and nourishes the gift of our lives. Soul, eros, creation, love. And perhaps from this place of love, we offer ourselves back to that which holds us in love. And so I hope, um, in closing, that you've received something from today's podcast, from what I've shared. I want to reiterate as I close that this feels really important to share. Doing this, at least at this point, is not easy for me. I I have... I question it, I push it away, I think about it, I don't do it. But once I sit down, once I sit down in front of the microphone, when I lis- once I listen to what wants to come through me, and I settle in, there's something that feels right about it, something that feels okay about it. I know it won't be perfect. I know I've said, um, or I've... Uh, stopped and paused but it's not about it being perfect it's about it about it being real and alive and um, trusting in what's coming because if this podcast is about awakening eros then it's going to be transformational if this is the energy of transformation it's going to be transformational for me hopefully for you as the listener and for anything else I can't see. Form follows function, right? So the function of Eros is to transform, is to love, is to bring forth something. Hopefully the podcast does that as well. If it's moved you in some way or opened you to something new, I'm glad and grateful. If you feel there's somebody else in your life that might benefit from it, I invite you to pass it on. I would be grateful for that. I hope you come back again to listen to the next episode. And if you haven't listened to the first three, to listen to those as well. Thank you for your time and listening. Um, I appreciate that you're here. And as I speak, I think about you on the other end listening. And that feels really beautiful to me. So thank you. Be well. Until next time. Until next time, this is Julie Daly on Awakening Arrows.